Hello, hello, hello. I am back again. I've been on Instagram Live, YouTube Live, Facebook Live since about 6 p.m. Eastern today. And I'm still on here, back again for the third time. I'm on here with my great friend and incredible entrepreneur, Ben Sarial. If you don't know who he is, you got to know today because he runs a company called Art Crypto that's doing amazing things around the world and helping people find passive income. Ben, welcome back to the Forbidden Knowledge Podcast. My man, what's going on, Billy? How you doing? All good. All good, man. Another another long day bringing the knowledge to the people. Dude, I was just watching your uh, your uh, Neuralink one. So, yeah. so crazy. So crazy. <laughs> so sketch. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't yeah. going to let anybody implant anything in my brain, but now for sure not. <laughs> oh, heck no. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, man. When I got into the science and got into the the animal test studies and everything. And I could have went on for like another two hours about it, but of course they only had really one hour to play with. But man, there's just so much that can go so wrong with that thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I like the one though that like the guy had that that was external. So that was cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that was dope. That was incredible. And that was just a student at MIT who invented that. That's just, that's so old. Like the technology itself is old. It yeah. just seems as if... um. Elon was able to, uh, you know, patent it under the under the auspices of injecting it or inserting it into the into the actual brain matter. Yeah. But the device that doesn't need any kind of invasive, uh, you know, operation just sits right on your head and presses on your ear bone, and you think, and it picks up your thoughts and sends it to Google, and you get the answer back, and you regurgitate it. I mean, you know, what more do you need other than that? And so, and, and you, you know, know that it's gotten even better and fast. Like somebody has got to have something out there like that right now. I don't yeah. know. I'm going to actually dig into it. Cause you got me thinking, I'm like, man, if there's mm -hmm. something like that. And then, you know, I don't know if I'm sure you've used chat GPT, but I use chat GPT all the time now. And I'm just mm -hmm. going, Oh my gosh, if you had chat GPT with this thing, like it would be wow. pretty cool. It's insane. You would know everything. You yeah. would be one of the ancient gods of old that, you know, you would know you would have known everything and anyone who can, can ask you any question, even about a surgery or a disease or a cure or a remedy, you would have it instantaneously. You can yeah. speak any language, right? Yeah. So that's where it's going. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, hopefully it doesn't get to the point where they're implanting stuff in our brains and we just have the, uh, the external part. <laughs> Listen, man. Listen, when they start hacking those, those, uh, those brain implants, it's over. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh man, at least the other one, you can just like take it and throw it off your ear or something. But <laughs> oh man, crazy. Cool. Cool. Yeah, Anyways. So yeah, we got, we got some good stuff tonight. Uh, I know mm -hmm. you and I had a webinar a couple of weeks ago and I, and I told you yeah. that I had a little bit of alpha cause you know, there's just so much around this, um, this China matter, like China's taking over the world and China wants to be this and China wants to be, you know, the, the world reserve currency. And I, I ended up reading, um, an article. It's a very long detailed article, um, by one of the people that I, I really look up to in the, uh, crypto community. His name's Arthur Hayes. He's a billionaire. And, uh, you know, Arthur Hayes has a real different spin that really aligned with, with what I was thinking about what China is really up to and what's really up, what's really going on in the world today in regards to, you know, the dollar losing its value, losing its power and the rise of the, the yen or the renminbi, which is the, the Chinese currency that they use inside of the country. The yen is the one they use outside of the country. And Absolutely. What I, what I found, because I went, I read the article and I just started digging even more. And what I found was resounding. I was like really blown away as to what kind of really was going on. And also, you know, what our, what our country um, did to knock itself out of alignment as the world's workshop, you know, mm. uh, and how, and, and some of you may have a really, really tough time swallowing this pill, how those jobs are never coming back, at least in the next 150 years, never yeah. coming back to the United States. And, you know, talking about Neuralink and AI and all this stuff, uh, most likely even the jobs over in 
China, um, once that uh, Pandora gets let out, they're never getting their jobs back either. No. And so it's going to be an amazing job deficit. We're talking about maybe tens of thousands of jobs gone in just, just the title of the category of the job, which relates to millions of people out of work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild. It was, it was funny. Cause like, you know, again, talking about chat GPT, when I, when I started doing this, like, you know, I used to hire somebody to do my, uh, my design and presentation. I don't need to do that anymore. Like literally I can create a presentation within, you know, 30 minutes to an hour where it used to take me, you know, me personally, it would take me like three hours, somebody else who was doing investigation and all that stuff, you know, three, four hours, uh, that job's gone. Wow. You know, uh, uh, I, I used to be in the law for 18 years. Um, chat GPT successfully argued a case. I forget what it was. I think it was like a motion for summary judgment successfully yeah. argued a motion for sum summary judgment and won. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it won a legal battle. Yeah. They, they, and after it won, the judge was like, you cannot do that. And it's like, <laughs> why not? Why not? You know? uh, why not? Yeah. But it's coming. It's coming. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, yeah. you know, all. And then once it, once it's really out of the bag and it turns into a manifestation of a humanoid, I guess, or a bugoid or whatever. That's uh, the next step. That's the next step. And, you know, I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm sure you've seen Avatar, but the, the new one, right? The, the new mm -hmm. Avatar. They're like, they're talking about how they're building, you know, whole uh, buildings inside of six days, you know, with these little uh, critters that look like spiders and, and they just keep going. They don't stop. And that's, that's really what's happening here. That's really what's happening here. So it's going to be interesting to see just, I, I think that's probably a subject matter in and of itself to see like where commerce is going. I think it's probably headed into the metaverse, but, um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be very, very interesting to see where all this heads. Yeah. <laughs> and when you start to look at the amount of jobs that are going to be replaced in the next 10 years, uh, the big problem that we have is because we as human beings on this planet haven't taken back control of our own planet from the 100 families that run us, 8 billion people being controlled by less than 100 people, actually. Uh, because we haven't taken back control of the planet and these jobs are going to be now missing, gone for good, like out of there, but the bills are still due. Like there's no removal of the, uh, of the responsibility to pay back debt and expenses. So you have expenses, you have debt, you have responsibilities, and those don't go away, but the job that used to pay those is gone away. And yep. so we have a catch 22 situation. We don't have a, we're not living in a Star Trek civilization, right? A Starfleet civilization where there's no, there's no bills, there's no debt. Nobody has, there's no monetary system in Star Trek. Everyone works because they have passion and they work what they're passionate about. And if they don't want to work at a particular job or a place, they just spend their time exploring their creativity and arts and traveling and seeing the world or seeing the space, seeing space and other planets. But there's no requirement for them to work anywhere as where the society we live in now, we're not in that utopia yet. And so if you remove all the jobs, but you keep the responsibilities and all the uh, financial obligations, it's going to be a big fallout. Well, and I, I think that's what what's going to the bubble that's really going to pop here. And, yeah. you know, I, I think I'm sure you've heard a lot of people like say that, you know, Bitcoin was brought here by God or by people from the future, you know, to, to save uh, to save the, the world, the planet, the universe, whatever. And and I think that, you know, when you have something like Bitcoin and, you know, some Bitcoin maxis don't like when I say this, but other cryptocurrencies that actually, you know, really make sense, like Ethereum, that's deflationary now. Um I really think that there's um, there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of hope, and you know, even the guy I forget what his name, Sam Aldman or something like that. The the guy who was one of the founders of Chat GPT, one of the visionaries of Chat GPT, is coming up with yeah. a new cryptocurrency, and they I think they've raised like two hundred and fifteen million dollars over the last year, 
Um, and his cryptocurrency is called WorldCoin. This is a big deal. This is a big deal, this particular cryptocurrency. And I'm going to dive a little bit more into it, but I just like lightly read about it today is actually tied to one's person. So you're going to have kind of a decentralized way of identifying yourself in the future. And they have these things called orbs that like scan your, your iris. And then it keeps like some of the data in the iris, but deletes the, the image for like privacy purposes or something. And, um, and that's how you, you're able to show, Hey, I'm me. So it's not going to be a government in my opinion. It's going to be uh, something that'll be hopefully decentralized and on the blockchain that's super verifiable. Uh, and we don't yeah. need, you know, the corporation of the United States, um, you, you know, dictating our, our being and our, our identities. Uh, so it's, there's some really, really interesting stuff, but like anything else, and you've studied the mass extinctions way more than I have. So I don't have, you know, I don't know my head from my ass on that stuff, but uh, anytime there's been a, you know, a mass extinction or massive parabolic growth, um, something had to be teared down. And I think that's right. what's happening with this old system right now. And this is kind of what our rants about is, is, you know, what's really going on with China right now, because uh, in the world as a whole, because like you said, that debt-based system, uh, it's a Ponzi scheme. You know, right. they, they go around trying to regulate all these Ponzi schemes and they're the one who made the blueprint for it, right? I know. So <laughs> uh, crazy. It's, it's wild. It's wild. And, you know, we've got, you know, this debt ceiling coming up. Um, they, they still, they're saying that they've come up with a res resolution, but, you know, it's, it's all these poly tricksters playing playing the, the game the way it was designed to, to be played from the time they invented central banks or fiat currencies. Um, right. And so it's really interesting to see how the fall is going to come. It is going to come. Um, mm -hmm. But how and, and hopefully how not violent it becomes. <laughs> right. You know. Right, exactly. That's, that's, the, that's a fact. Yeah. That's an absolute fact. That's really what, what it boils down to. You know, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, this is why we have these kind of talks This is why we have these uh, these types of podcasts to make the people of the world aware of what's going on. We can bring uh, so we, that we can bring our attention to it so we can know how to navigate through this financial matrix that's evolving on a day by day basis. Yeah. And, and again, especially like with A.I., and I think there's this guy, his name's like Brian Johnson that I've been listening to. I think that's his name. He's, he sold his, uh, he sold his company for like 800 million to eBay or something. It was like a payment service that he did. And now he's trying to like basically hack the human body, right? He spends like $2 million a year and he's actually reversed aging, which is pretty, wow. pretty cool. Um, and so, you know, but he talks a lot about AI. And he talks a lot about kind of this coming and I, I really like his philosophy on, on in his outlook on what it looks like. And I, again, I, I think I botched his last name, but you know, his thing is like, look, a lot of people ask him cause he's big in AI. He's like, you know, what do you think um, AI is going to do? Is it going to be a positive thing or is it going to be a negative thing? And he's like, well, we've invented AI. So it's like mm -hmm. what we feed it is what it will become. Yeah. Right. So right. If, if we if we approach it with, you know, love and light and if we approach it with, um, you know, the betterment of our species as a whole uh, mm -hmm. and, and kind of let go of the ego, I think it's going to be a phenomenal thing, a Star Trek type thing. Right. right. Less the right. Uh, the Klingons. Uh, <laughs> 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 we'll be traveling, you know, the universe. And, and, you know, this, there's, there's another guy, his name is Raul Paul. And he's been, he's been talking about the chart of exponential growth of technology. And that thing is about to start going like this, because with AI, and you saw it like 10 years ago. Like, so when I saw that, I was like blown away. I'm like, why is this thing? Why do we not all have access to this right now? You know, just mm -hmm. as a wearable. And, yeah. um, and, and hopefully it is coming in. And, and like I said earlier, it doesn't come in the form of a, a chip, but 
you know, this is going to be radical, like mm-hmm. radical if we have access to that. And we already do. I mean, just even typing in chat GPT, there's, they're coming out with like, you know, I'm in the world of, of crypto and finance and all that stuff. They're coming up with algorithms that literally are, are um, monitoring some of our best investors in the world, like Nancy Pelosi and yeah. uh, some of these other poly tricksters that are, you know, very, very good at trading. I don't know how they get their, uh, they do so much research, but um, <laughs> you know, like they're, they're mirroring what they're investing in. It's wild. And, and they're, they're mm-hmm. actually outperforming them now. So I, yeah. I think all that stuff is coming at an exponential rate. Uh, so to say that we couldn't be traveling the cosmos uh, very soon here, I think we'll be, uh, or even going subatomic or whatever, who knows? Uh, it's it's coming, man. And you know this. And the technology is already out there. You know, when you read your stuff, you know it's already out there. But we're, yeah. I think we're coming into it now. So yeah, it exists. It's just that it's finally getting down to the masses. <clears throat> little by little, the masses are getting access to some of this technology yeah um, as it's being drip by drip released uh for monetization purposes you know they control the monetization scale how the money comes in how much they can monetize a sort a certain portion of tech or development over a period of time and they continue to grow and release more and more and more you know i mean so uh you know it's like you know it's like a car they all have a car that that you know it's coming out in 2025, but it's already been made now today. Yeah. But you're gonna wait 2025 before they release it. Right. Same exact thing. Yeah. Well, you know, and th- this kind of gets us into the what we're what we let everybody know we're gonna talk about tonight, which is, you know, China, what what China is doing right now, and because we've seen a lot of the headlines, right? And a lot of it is. You know, I don't know. I, I got in a mo- boxing match one time and my best trick was I lifted this hand and the guy looked and I socked him over here. <laughs> and it was like, that's, I think, what the lamestream media is doing to us right now. Right. They're, they're like, look over here. Right. And what's what's really happening is very, very interesting. And that is, you know, uh, there's a lot of headlines saying, you know, China is going to be the next world reserve currency. And I don't think that's coming as as quickly nor do I think that China wants to be the world yeah. reserve currency. And, you know, let's talk a little bit about like history as, as it pertains to like the world's workshop, right? You know, the U S for many, many years was the world's workshop, right? We had a lot of free labor back in, you know, 16, 17, 1800s. Um, we had, um, we had a lot of cheap labor because we had a lot of immigrants come over here that were mm-hmm. you know, willing to come over for opportunity and, and work, you know, start from the bottom. And I think that's kind of where, you know, Americans really have that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and it's slowly diminishing, unfortunately. But then, then you have this transfer all of a sudden, like sometime in the 90s, right? Where we went from like, coming up with technology and building it at home to moving it abroad. Okay. Right. And we have these countries like China and Japan that, you know, were basically demolished during world war two. And so they, they came up with kind of a way to, uh, they, they came up with like 400 year plans, right? They're like, all right, we're going to rebuild we're going to rebuild our, our countries. Um, and you know, we're going to, we're going to make sure that we really think of the whole of the country and not just, um, you know, you certain amount of people and you certain amount of people. And that usually doesn't work, but they've done a relatively good job at kind of keeping unified, um, China as a communist country and Japan, as kind of a, I don't know, socialist slash kind of uh, capitalist country. Right. But, it's like so a quasi-democracy. Quasi-democracy, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so what I think, what, what ended up happening was, you know, after World War II, they started saying, okay, look, we got cheap labor and let's start, let's start building things, 
right? And we're going to, you know, start it from the bottom, now we're here kind of thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so they, they little by little start encouraging people to start buying things from them, right? And they go, hey, US, hey, uh, world for the most part, why would you have all this stuff made here? Like you guys are all smart. You guys are the smart guys, but let us do all the heavy lifting, right? right. And, and we'll do it for 10% of the cost or 5% of the cost, right? We have this thing called forced labor in China, especially in China. In Japan, not so much, but in China for sure. We have this thing called right. forced labor where they have like different minorities or other religions that may not be aligned with them where they pay them literally next to nothing or nothing and they just give them a, a shelter and food. And so now this new wave of slavery, right, where yep. they're able to start migrating a lot of the world's workshop to their countries, right? Yeah. Now, what happened to us was, you know, we hit like the epitome about 10 years after World War II, right? So we were like building cars. We were growing. I mean, it was the American dream, right, back mm -hmm. then. Yeah. Uh, these big old Chevys, the tech, the television was brighter over there. It was everything was up and coming in the United States. But with that, all right, one, we became as, as Americans, we became the world's reserve currency. All right. By the um, uh, Bretton Woods agreement back in the early 1940s, we, they said, we're going to start denominating everything that we buy in dollars that's going to be the standard unit of measure right mm -hmm. but it's going to be denominated in gold yeah and so what ends up happening is though everybody starts going oh my gosh the americans build the best stuff it's cheap but then what happened americans started saying hey we're doing a good job we mm -hmm. want higher wages naturally right yeah. we wouldn't right i'm i'm working my my tail off and, you know, I'm, I'm slaving away for 30, 40 years. I want to make a good living. I want to make sure that I'm taken care of when mm -hmm. I retire. We had pensions back then. It was a really, really good economy, a solid economy. Yeah. But as we started migrating those jobs outside, we became a service-based country. Yeah. We no longer were, were a labor-based country. We became doctors, lawyers, engineers, which is still, you know, we, we need all these things, right? Um, but the problem was, was that we didn't have any laborers or very few laborers compared to what we used to have, right? So now we hear all sorts of stuff like, oh, the immigrants are taking all of our jobs. No, nobody even wanted to do those jobs to begin with. Like nobody wanted, nobody wanted those yeah. jobs and still don't want those jobs. They still, they still don't want to do those jobs. Like I, I, you know, when I was in the law, I rep represented Mexicans and I'm not a Demopublican or a Republican. I was just a guy who cared about people. Right. And the, these people work the worst jobs, the absolute worst jobs paid taxes paid yeah. taxes they never got returns back because they were illegal but they had a fake social security that they would send out and and that's the thing that you know the lamestream media doesn't cover right and there's a there's billions of dollars from illegal yeah. immigrants going back to the united states because they don't want to get kicked out and they, if they get caught they can go hey look man i paid my taxes i paid it right. more than everybody did right <laughs> yeah so so what ends up happening is you know, those jobs ended up going to the people who really did, who were willing to take those jobs for way lower wages, right? And then these other countries started taking on these other things. Now, what happened? The the real, real grind, which, you know, you pick up anything on your desk, this, this uh, microphone that I have here, this uh, hardware wallet, this, this keyboard, the computer I'm talking to you. All made in China. Yep. Probably soon oh. to be India. <laughs> Maybe. Yes, everything's moving to India now. It's all moving to India. That's a yeah. fact. That's facts, right? That's facts. So, so now what happens, though, is this. The Chinese get paid in dollars. 
So they're like, huh? And we do this in decentralized finance. Okay. So it's actually, it's actually genius. They go, let's keep our labor low and let's actually pay. Uh, let's go and invest our money in the United States where all these multinational corporations are and mm -hmm. grow our money exponentially. And let's go and invest in their real estate and grow our money exponentially. And let's go buy T-bills that are paying us, you know, four or 5% on this kind of valuable fiat currency. It's more valuable than any of the other ones. Cause they're all, yeah. you know, in my opinion, shit coins, right? Yeah. They, Let's do that and we'll make even more money. But that was just yeah. for the elites. Because the thing that China didn't do that the US did was they didn't pay their people a rising wage with it. They kept the majority of the population down. Now, yeah. their middle class has grown, no doubt. Okay. And their upper class certainly has grown, but not even close to the rate as the United States did in the 50s, 60s, and no, I don't even want to say the early 70s because that's when they we went off the gold standard, but during the 50s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. And so this is why China wants to keep its money low, right? This is why they want to keep their money low because if they keep their money low, they can keep paying the low wages. They can stay the world's workshop. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You see what yep. I'm saying? So now they don't want to carry that cross, okay, of, okay, what happens if we become the world's reserve currency? Well, now mm -hmm. we have to become the strongest. We have to exactly. win wages. And guess what? People will start to invest in our economy, which is a complete Ponzi scheme. And I don't mm -hmm. know if you know this, Billy. There's over 50 ghost cities in china yes 50 ghosts fully built fully built out cities gigantic apartment complexes and so forth just sitting there empty see uh, look, I, I actually pulled up the uh i pulled up the um the data here 64 million empty apartments wow 64 let that sink in 64 million apartments let me tell you how many apartments there are in the United States. Currently, the United States has a pop, uh, a, a living, wait, apartment residents living in 21.3 million apartment homes. More than three times the amount. Yeah. More than three times the amount of apartments in the United States that are fully, you know, for the most part, uh, taken. They've got three times the amount over in China. Empty. Empty. Empty, yeah. dude. And so, you know, they, they've, they've created this house of cards that's now that if they start to, um, you know, open up the world to China, they, they, what's called an open economic um, environment as opposed to a closed one, they're screwed. They won't be able to handle it because again, they're going to want rising wages and yep. now where are people going to go? They're going to start going to India or Vietnam or the Philippines to have all their goods done. They're going to be left with nothing, yep. nothing. Same as, you know, and Japan's in a slightly different uh, area, but still, where did the majority of our cars come from? You know, I don't know. I don't know if you know this, but um, the amount of cars produced in the United States, I think was like 1.3 trillion. The amount of cars imported is, I'm sorry, not 1.3 trillion, 1.3 million per year. Yeah. The amount of imported cars, 8 million. Wow. And that's a lot of them. The majority of them are coming from Japan. That's the, they're like the, the leader you know, Toyota mm -hmm. and Lexus and, and some of these yeah. other cars. And then you have like South Korea and all this stuff and China's just moving up, but the majority of the other stuff comes in. And so mm -hmm. let, let, let's kind of get to the point here. So, you know, we've got, we've got this country that's like, wait a second, we're damned if we do and damned if we don't, right? Mm -hmm. If we end up taking in 
this money uh, or we start paying our people. And instead of investing in the United States derivatives, the stock market, the real estate market, the di different assets that the U.S. has to offer, then we have to probably start paying our people. And if we have to start paying yep. our people, we lose our status and people are start going to go are going to go anywhere and don't believe us look at the united states right so now what's happening is china's starting to go around the world and go listen we don't necessarily want to become the world reserves currency we want to create something called the brics nations brazil yeah. russia india china south africa and there's a waiting list of 30 different countries wanting to get onto the this this thing including our next door neighbor mexico that's right. And they're going, well, how about instead of having using just the Chinese yuan, uh, yuan, why don't we instead do a basket of currencies or gold uh, or different commodities and back this up? Right. So now, in my opinion, what we're probably going to see is a three layer monetary system and the one that performs the best and gives the best value to the world is going to win. Now, the problem is this, okay? And, and the United States is kind of screwed. They're, they are losing market share, all right? Yeah. And, and, you know, there's guys like Russia that are really pushing this agenda because they're like, look, they canceled uh, how many? I don't know, 800 billion of our dollars like that. If the yep. U.S. doesn't agree with you, who's to say they won't do it to you, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah. so now what happens is we're going to have, I think, uh, three different systems, the United States dollar. And because reserve currencies don't fall overnight. When you look at Britain, Portugal, Spain, ancient China, they all took time to fall. Right. And, and, and somebody else kind of took that, that torch and, and, and ran with it. What I think was going to happen, we're going to have a multipolar system where we're going to have probably the dollar, probably the BRICS nations, and then third cryptocurrencies. Okay. And we're starting to see that in different countries like El Salvador, Bhutan, you know, and now countries that have completely debased their currencies like Turkey, um, Argentina, Venezuela where they're just like, we're over your trash money. It doesn't work, yeah. right? You guys yeah. just take it to steal, steal from us. You can't do that with Bitcoin. You can't do that with Ethereum. It's right. code. They're not, they're not making any more of it, right? And so, mm -hmm. so what I think is going to happen, it's going to come down to a, a, um, the system that provides the most value. And governments are too stupid and too slow to compete with people who really want to see a better world, in my yeah. opinion, guys like you and I. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to start to see more and more people buy Bitcoin, buy Ethereum. But that's just the gateway to all this stuff, right? right. You and I know DeFi or decentralized finance, which is what we teach. That's really where the stuff gets juicy. Yeah. Because now I'm even able to tokenize property all right, we've, we've, we've started to tokenize our first fourplex uh, as a company um, where I can actually make a dividend in, the, in uh, cryptocurrency, in Bitcoin, Ethereum. If I want the United States dollar trash, I can do that as well. But I can pay my dividends in whatever I want to. I can do short-term rentals for this. And I have a coin that I can sell my piece of my property like selling Bitcoin or selling Ethereum or anything like that. We have things called securities tokens coming up that are going to tokenize the stock market. And it is all coming. It's all yeah. coming. So they're going to have to compete with some really freaking smart people who really care about the world. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be a very hard task for them. But anyways, that's, that's what I got to say, man. <laughs> Oh, that's listen. You're right on point, man. You know, you're looking at the government and uh, their archaic system of of currency and finance, uh, and their inability to pivot quickly in evolving markets.
for example, with DeFi, uh, just in this arena alone, they're struggling. Uh, they, for one, for one thing, every time they want to make one decision, it's got to go through a thousand ears. <laughs> I mean, you can't just say do something and and, and have it done. It's got to yeah. go through this and that. It's got to be voted. It's got pop up up. It's all this is huge process to to get something to go through. And a lot of the times you go through a full process, which could take up to a year or more. And then it, at, at the end, one person says no, and it doesn't it doesn't go through. <laughs> so you know, what I'm so it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous system. And so you're right. You hit it right on the head. I mean, people who are really hungry um, and uh, aggressively looking for ways to take humanity to the next level, take us to the next level of an economic system uh, that's based on trust and truth and uh, and you know and validity. Uh, this is where it's at now. We're, so we're talking DeFi. We're talking understanding how these cryptocurrencies work, uh, understanding which ones are good, which ones are bad, and just learning all about the insides and outs of it, because that truly is the way to navigate through this economic matrix that they've had us locked into since forever. And we also got to learn to stay away from the one that they're probably going to try to come out with, because that one's going to be complete garbage as well. 100%. You know, I'm looking at a, I'm looking at persistence over resistance here. Uh, they put this really interesting thing. And I love this because this is what the lamestream media tells us, right? But you and I both know, uh, you've even talked to this, like without me even telling you and some of the stuff that we've done together. But yeah, they ask, what about BTC's history, Bitcoin's history of being used to facilitate illicit transactions from drugs, weapons, and human trafficking? All right, that's like a that's like a page out of Joe Biden's book. All right. Yeah. And right. And and here's here's what I have to say about that. If you're in DeFi like me or like Billy, you know better. Because as long as I have your address, I can see every single one of your transactions right. since day one. And so drug traffickers, human traffickers, their drug their drug of choice, no pun intended is cash in the cash. United States dollar. Yep. That's what they want because guess what? You really can't track it. Oh, and by the way, bank accounts at JP Morgan Chase because yeah. you know like all the stuff that's going on with Jeffrey Epstein right now, right? <laughs> Where they're like, "Oh, hold on, wait a second. Um, you know, uh we need to subpoena Jamie Dimon yeah. because they actually let this guy in here and they, he brought all of his clients here and they were running the biggest, you know, scheme of all time, human trafficking, oh God, all God knows what else they were doing, right? All through JP Morgan Chase. All through JP Morgan Chase. All through JP Morgan Chase. So don't be, don't be fooled by the narrative. If I have your Ethereum address, it's fully transparent. And that's why, you know, some of the best investors that the world has ever seen, like Nancy Pelosi, right? She's a, a, what is she, a congresswoman or a senator? I can't remember. I don't, I don't even care anymore. But, you know, she has, um, imagine you having access to her trades in real time, which yeah. would happen on the blockchain. This is exactly why these people do not want this. I get, I watch, I watch chain analytics all day long, guys and gals. Yeah. And, and I'm able to see trends before they form. Right. And it's super transparent. That's the best part about the blockchain, in my opinion. That's the best part about the blockchain. So don't be fooled by by the narrative because it's a lot, a lot of lying. It's a lot of lying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A ton of lying. I mean, like like you said, anybody with your wallet address can then go and just click on a link and see every single transaction. And this yeah. is why the government agencies don't want to be on the blockchain. Because then we will see where they're spending the money that we've been giving them. And we probably won't be too happy when we see where they're spending the money. I remember about maybe four years ago or five years ago, I got to look back on my timeline. It's on forbidden knowledge that they discovered that uh, some government agencies uh, were utilizing the workers. They were utilizing their, their, uh, their credit cards. I guess they had spending accounts, but they were spending using the spending accounts on child pornography. It was in the hundreds of employees of the U.S. government that were utilizing these, uh, you know, these credit cards that were really spending accounts for business, U.S. government business on child pornography. 
Now, if that was all blockchain linked, we'd be able to see when and what they were doing and who they gave the money to and everything else. They don't want us to see this stuff. I remember back when Oliver North had to answer questions to Cynthia McKinney, Congresswoman Cynthia McKinney, at a congressional hearing about the trillions of dollars that had been missing from the budget. And he could, he just hemmed and hawed and he gave her some sorry lame excuse about the computers couldn't sync up and our computer couldn't work with your computer and we couldn't send the data. We don't know where the money went. We're going to find it and blah, 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 blah. If that was blockchain, she wouldn't have even, even had to question him. So this is why they stay away from it. And this is why they don't want it because it's trackable uh, and uh, you'll be able to see every transaction. And, and y'all need to be conscious and aware of the difference between a cryptocurrency on a public blockchain and a, and a central bank digital currency, right? They're going to come to you and say, oh, no, this is, this is like Bitcoin, guys. Don't worry. This is like Ethereum. It's all good. Don't, don't worry. Yeah. Here you go. Take it. And here's the thing. It's no different than your dollar right now except they're cutting out the bank, which I'm cool with that, right? I'm always good with cutting out the bank. And it's now a direct relationship with the central bank. So you want to talk about censoring. Again, I used to jaywalk all the time in Denver when I used to live there, all right? I'm not afraid to admit it because I'm a grown adult and I looked both ways and the light wasn't turning for like two or three minutes and I had to be somewhere. I would jaywalk, all right? But imagine having a camera that digitally marks your face and starts taking money out. Or, you know, if you, you and your family wanted to go across the country um, and you spent too much money in gas and they siphon money out of your bank account, all these things. All right. It's called, um, what is it? The, the uh, velocity of money, they can slow it down and pick it up. All right. Depending yep. on what they need to. And you don't want a government having that level of control because that would be ultimate enslavement and that's why we're teaching oh, yeah. you know yeah you can make one post that they don't agree with on social media and they can just say you know what delete all their money their money is gone it's gone just press one button everything's gone locked you can't even get into your own money uh and yep. you know that's a situation you don't want to be in i remember when kanye west was going through that whole thing with adidas and everything else and he went and started making these crazy uh podcasts and crazy online statements and crazy in-person interview statements and he went to go use his Apple Pay. And Apple Pay had been completely locked and blocked and shut down. And he had millions of dollars in his Apple Pay account that he had lost access to with somebody just pressed one button. Crazy. Yeah, no, it's wild, man. It's wild. So anyways, uh, if you guys are interested um, in learning about what we're teaching with DeFi, I think there's some links being dropped there in the chat. Um, you can set up a consultation call with us. We'd love to chat with you. We'd love to show you what we are doing. Um, you know, our community is very aligned with what Billy's, you know, goal is, in my opinion, making a better world, uh, making a more fair and equitable world. And, and we're all about that. It's just not teaching DeFi. It's helping you with your mindset, uh, for, um, for your finances, helping you for your mindset to really make changes. I, I think, you know, we we're even teaching some of our students how to relocate to different places where they can lower their overhead so that they can start investing for the first time and bringing opportunities that, you know, most companies don't have because we're just scouring for the best stuff out there for our students so that they have a chance to really make some passive income. So, um, so anyways, that's, uh, that's a little bit about what we do. Hopefully you all found the information um, helpful, you know, and, yeah. uh, and hopefully you use it to your advantage, but we'd love to talk to you. We'd love to, you know, get on the, on the call with you and, and see what we can do to, to help you move in the right direction with all this stuff, because it is coming guys and gals. It is coming. Billy, I think you're frozen, man. <laughs> oh, I think, oh, Billy's gone. <laughs> there you go. He's coming right. back. There he is. Yeah. I think my equipment's overheating from being on for like six hours straight or something. <laughs> Dude, you've been grinding, bro. Commercials, then podcast at the pot. It's, it's frozen. It, it keeps freezing up. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. No worries. Anyways, I was just telling everybody that they can uh, book a call with us. We show people, you know, how to how to get into DeFi, um, how to take that first step, 
Yes. And then also how we're working on everybody's mindset. So in yes. regards to this, because that's the big part. I know you've I know you've gone on about that with us. Uh, the master, the master. I listen every time, man. Like I, I feel like I'm the one. I should be typing in the chat, man. Sometimes. <laughs> it's all good, man. Listen, you bring a wealth of knowledge uh, and wisdom to DeFi and understanding how crypto works, what the future is, how to navigate it, how to profit from it, and how to make, how to earn a passive income, which you taught me. So I'm teaching you, but it's reciprocal, man. You're teaching me. I only hang around people and put people in my circle that I can get reciprocal energy from. And you you and Matt, uh, you know, and your whole team, you guys definitely reciprocate. So I really appreciate it. And to, to all of you guys out there watching this podcast tonight, just listen. I remember getting involved with Gavin, uh, I don't know, four or five months ago, whenever, whenever it was, and taking a leap of faith and getting involved and getting on his program and getting my hard wallet and learning the process of, of getting into this thing the right way. I was already, you know, I thought I was doing crypto by buying coins on these different apps and stuff. I was spinning my wheels and wasting my energy. He showed me the way, they showed me the way to do it properly. And since then, I've seen an incredible increase and incredible return on investment. So it's something that you should take a look at. I'll drop the link in the comments here one more time. And of course, it's in the caption of this video. And schedule yourself a consultation to learn a lot more. They really do hold your hand and walk you through everything step by step. And it's an incredible, incredible program. I see a lot of students in the chat tonight from the program, and some have actually now quit their jobs and are just doing this full time. Yep. Yeah. No, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And and again, like we're showing we're showing everybody how to even now make this into real world assets. So like I can literally carry my property in here, right? I can carry my income producing. Airbnb that I own a fraction of in here. I can sell it 24 hours. I can borrow against it with no banks, no centralized authority. There is so many fun things coming up um, that I'm, you know, that we're we're teaching. Billy's Billy's getting exposed to a lot of it, so we're we're excited. We're excited to talk to you guys. And uh, again, there's a there's a link in there that uh, is Billy's link to get a call and let's see, let's see if we're aligned. Not everybody's going to be aligned with us, but let's see if we're aligned and, and see if we can uh, help you out. And by the way, if you're not aligned with us, don't think like it's bad. It's just, we're not aligned. <laughs> you hey, got listen. your thing. We got ours. We're going to be different. That's, right. that's it. That's the way, that's the way the cookie crumbs. That's the way life is. That's the way the universe is, right? Amen. So you get into things that you feel like you're in alignment with and just get the consultation and see if this is something that aligns with you and, something that you believe in, it's something that you vibe with. I can just tell you from my personal experience, I'm really excited about it and uh, and continuing on the path of growth and knowledge and wisdom and learning from the uh, ARC team. And uh, it's just been totally incredible. Awesome, man. One last thing. How How is the uh, Conscious Awards coming up? Because I, I And I want to see in the chat, like, are, is there anybody going to the Conscious Awards? Because this is a big deal. <laughs> like I've Dude. seen that cinema, man, that you're going to have that in. That's a, that theater. Yeah. That's, that looks dope. I <laughs> Massive theater, man. It's, <laughs> it's coming along phenomenal. been working on it and grinding all day long, every single day with my team trying to uh, get this thing right. It's going to be a 10 star event. So I just dropped the link to the conscious awards. Make sure you guys go and vote for Gaben. He's, he's actually been nominated by his own fans and followers for entrepreneur of the year. So he's in there with the top three in the category. I think it's uh, Gavin Serial, which is here right now on live. Uh, Rashid, uh, Mike Rashid. And there's one other entrepreneur in there. I forget who it is at this exact moment, but there's three entrepreneurs that are up for Entrepreneur uh, Award. So go and you, the, the voting is done by you guys. So make sure you go and vote for Gavin. If you believe in his work, you believe in his, uh, what, he's, what he's done, how he's enlightening humanity teaching us how to navigate this new financial matrix in a way and help us to help teaching us how to create passive income. Make sure you click on that link and go vote for Gavin and then get your ticket and come to the event and meet us in person. Come see us, shake yeah. hands, take photos, walk the red carpet, July 30th this year, 2023. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm super pumped on it. I'm super pumped. I can't wait to yeah. go. I got to dust off my nice suit so I can, you know, <laughs> at least look like you, man. Cause you're always in a nice suit. I got to like Damon dash. 
And dude, both of those guys are like larger than life, man. I don't know if I'm gonna win, but we'll see. It's gonna be like the the Goliath versus the David, and they're right. like yeah, cool Dame Dash. <laughs> right, Dame Dash is in that category. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I don't know, man. It just, just honestly, just making it to that top three, I'm like besides myself. But those guys, they have like millions of followers. They're gonna do really well. They're gonna do really well. Yeah, but absolutely. <laughs> it's gonna be it's anyway. gonna be amazing i saw one person in the comment ask is the egypt tour closed the 10-day tour is closed but you can go to forbiddenknowledge.com we set up a second tour in the month of october that's only a four-day tour uh so if you want to come to the four-day tour there are a few spots left you got to get on that asap because that's going to go very fast as well awesome man yeah yeah perfect Right, All right, man. my brother. Always a hey. pleasure, Billy. <laughs> yes. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for hopping on tonight and dropping some knowledge on the peoples so of they course. can get a better understanding from context on really what's going on in the global economy, how it works, and what can we do to navigate this matrix. You guys, make sure you click the link in the caption of this video. Get yourself a consultation. I guarantee you won't be sorry. Yeah. All right, Gavin. All right, my dude. I'll talk to you All soon, right, man. Peace. All right. Peace out. <laughs>